0: Hello and welcome to Great Takes Less Filling. I am U Street Ibrahim this week and I am joined by Andy, guy 5
1: This Great Takes will have considerably less swearing than last week's will.
0: Well, that's disappointing, of course, because our content relies heavily on your expletives. But we are fortunate that the reason why there's no swearing is because the University of Minnesota picked up their first win of the season, defeating the University of Illinois covid uh, stricken fighting Illini, very unfortunately COVID-stricken fighting Illini, 41-14 to 14 in a game that honestly was not that close. Uh, the Gophers ran all over the place. Mo Ibrahim set uh, tied the school record for number of 200-plus yard games in his career. He has two this season, three overall, and his career in the record is three. He also is the first Big Ten player to have back-to-back 200-yard-plus rushing games since Larry Johnson was running the football andy what did you like about this game
1: yeah you know i mean it was nice the offense although it, it took a little get bit to get going did what we had thought the offense was going to do on this illinois team i mean i think if you listen to any of our predictions from uh from the podcast last week or saw any of our predictions in the blog we all thought it would be a high scoring affair and minnesota held up to that bargain they did what they needed to do um luckily minnesota's defense decided to at least mostly show up now i'm that was granted that was helped by the fact that illinois was on their fourth string quarterback uh due to COVID issues and injury issues and um you know we we definitely saw at least a couple of big plays where it sure looked a lot like the previous two weeks um but for the vast majority of the game the gophers did what they needed to do on defense and and shut down a a pretty addled uh covet addled Illinois offense and uh, got a big win and uh, you know now everybody can turn their attentions to uh, winning back a large heavy bronze pig in six days.
0: Absolutely, it is officially Floyd Week, and while we are certainly going to cover a lot of that at the Daily Gopher, make sure you stick with us for that. Let's cover a few more things from the Minnesota Illinois game because it's always fun to celebrate a win. It's been three weeks coming, uh, and the Gophers have looked very bad in many capacities for the first two weeks. So I obviously have Mo as my moniker this week, but Andy, would you agree that Mo Ibrahim is your Necton of the Week? And if so, is there anyone else on offense you'd like to highlight?
1: Well. I mean yeah how how can you not 30 runs 234 yards four touchdowns averaging 7.5 yards a carry uh adding the second leading receiver on the team two for 31 um yeah mo Mo ibrahim has been by far the shining star of the season for the gophers so far he leads the big 10 in every single running back category um He's probably damn near tops in the nation, to be perfectly honest. If you if you he do it is by game, tops in the
0: nation. He is
1: the highest rushing average coming into the game, and he increased it. Um, so yeah, no, I mean, he's not going to because Minnesota is one and two, and you've got all sorts of things. But you could make a legitimate argument that if anybody was paying attention, Mo Ibrahim should be a top ten candidate for the Heisman Trophy right now. Uh, that's how good he's been. So. Yes, Mo Ibrahim by far is the is the necktie of the game on the offense. But, I mean, this is a game where the Gopher offense did what they needed to do, and there's a lot of other people to shine. The entire running attack, uh, you know, Mo went, what would say, 30 for 234. Cam Wiley came in, nine carries for 61 yards, averages 6.3 a carry. Trey Potts, three for 49 and a touchdown, 16.3 yards. Uh, the bad thing is, obviously, Potts left the game after those three carries, after his long carry. Um, Was carted off for x rays and was seen with a boot on towards the end of the game. Uh, You really, really, really hope that's just precautionary. Maybe it's just a mild sprain. You know, he might not necessarily be back for Iowa, but maybe he's back for Purdue in two weeks. Um, But you hope it's not something worrying season ending because I think he's really sort of stepped into that role as the number two back. And uh, both. Catching passes out of the backfield and running, he's looked really good, and I think uh, he's been a, he's been a great number two running back for the Gophers this year. Cam Wiley can step into that spot for sure, but I would say, uh, you know, even before today, Potts probably had the had the lead on that number two spot. Um, and of course, going along with that, I mean, the rushing attack was only so good because the Gopher offensive line, you know, if you if you had said, by the way, uh, you're not going to have uh, Daniel Falalele, you're not going to have Curtis Dunlap at all and your running attack is going to be averaging 200 some yards a game from your leading running back. Uh what now? Uh but the right side of that offensive line which is now Blaze Andrews uh at right tackle and and is, Connor Olsen's playing right guard. Is that correct? That is correct. Uh those two guys have just been absolutely beasts the last couple of weeks doing exactly what they need to do to uh, to free up mo ibrahim and the, and the rest of the gopher rushing attack um and and they did pretty good at pass protection today as well um i believe did tanner get he got sacked once so that's you know that's better than it's been the last couple of weeks um So, you know, and and then Rashad Bateman, Rashad Bateman stepped up today. I don't know if it was part of the game plan or not. 10 catches, 139 yards, a touchdown, a gorgeous touchdown catch for the second touchdown of the game for the Gophers. Uh, But, yeah, it was nice to see that uh, Matt Simon and and Mike Sanford uh, decided to open up the air a little bit more. Obviously, the running attack was having a great game, but the fact that they got the ball to uh, their first-round NFL draft pick 10 times is uh, much better than it's been the first couple games of the season and uh, hopefully is good omen moving forward Absolutely, I second
0: all of that I thought that Minnesota, admittedly and this is important, Illinois is very bad They were very bad prior to the unfortunate losses of players for this game due to COVID, but they are very bad. The Champagne Room, our our sister blog on the SB Nation website, has been banging this drum the entirety of the season that Illinois is very bad. With that said, it was very clear that Minnesota was having a lot of success running outside zone behind the right side of the line. It is also very clear that Mo Ibrahim's vision is fantastic. Um, that that play in particular works very well for him because he's able to see exactly when the holes are opening up, be able to put his foot in the ground, make that strong upfield cut, and get a lot of yards off that. And that's great to see going forward. The Grovers have had success with outside zone with Ibrahim against three defenses now. So it's not merely that Illinois is very bad, though. Again, Illinois is very bad. In addition to that. I agree. It was seemed quite obvious that this week the offensive coordinators were called that they in fact have an NFL first round draft pick on the roster and that it was important to target them early. I think that also set up the running game in a lot of ways because Minnesota showed that they were totally willing to throw the ball three, four, five times in a row if that's what they were if that's what they were given by the defense, and even when they weren't given it by the defense. I.e. they weren't running an RPO or some similar kind of play action. They were just running straight up a pass route. With a pass tray. That's fantastic. The Gophers need to do more of that. The Gophers need, I actually believe, to pass the ball to set up the run. And that's a somewhat strange thing, but it is sort of historically what they did under Kirk shiraka And for Minnesota in particular's rushing attack right now, that rushing attack works really well if there's only six or seven in the box. So they can get hats on hats. They can use the vision of their running backs. It's substantially more difficult, unsurprisingly, if there are eight or nine people in the box, as was true against Maryland and some of the time against Michigan. So that's, I think, going forward. On the defensive side of the ball, only giving up 14 points, really good. Again, it helps, at least from the defensive side of the ball, that Illinois is playing its fourth-string quarterback, who is the fourth-string quarterback for a reason based on the performance today. The tackling looked a little bit better. The angles looked a little bit better. Andy, I think we're in agreement, though, that the defensive Nectin of the week is actually the defensive coordinator who stepped in for the week.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, we we didn't get a ton of standout play from anybody on the defensive I mean, Boye Mafe got a pair of sacks, which was nice. Um, ended up tied for the team lead with six tackles. Uh, but yeah, Joe harris stepping in. I mean, obviously, I think, P.J. Fleck and the rest of the Gopher defense has been knowing that that Joe Rossi was going to be out a lot longer than we learned. We learned Joe Rossi was going to be out on Thursday. Um, I'm sure they knew Rossi was probably going to be out Tuesday-ish, and they didn't bother to tell anybody for a few days. So it's not like you know it was a complete surprise to them, but uh, Joe Harasimiak, the uh, safeties coach, assistant defensive coordinator, stepped up and, and called a, a pretty pretty good defensive game for Minnesota. Um, you know, PJ Fleck did give plenty of of uh props to Joe Rossi for helping set up the defensive game plan over Zoom, um meeting with with everybody else from his house. Um so I mean, I I think we can't give all the credit to Harris Miyak. I think Rossi, you know, we can't just this isn't a this isn't a they dropped Rob Smith and all of a sudden Joe Rossi turned things around in in one game situation like we saw before i think rossi still has his hands in this defense and it definitely benefited from a uh pretty awful illinois attack with their fourth quarterback and and other players out and injured and and things like that but um but yo, street know, as you said i mean we we had better gap control from the linebackers so this was by far the best linebacker game for the gophers out of the top out of the first three Um, You know, we had some good defensive pressure. Uh, D'Angelo Carter is a man, and the fact that he's only a redshirt freshman, you're going to hear his name a lot more over the next, hopefully, four years. But um, this kid is a beast and is really stepping in to anchor that uh, defensive line. Uh, Keontae Shad didn't play today due to some undisclosed thing, whether it's COVID, whether it's an injury, whether it's something else, we don't really know. Um, He shouldn't be starting next week d'angelo carter should be starting again next week against iowa um you know and and we got to pass rush when we needed to um the secondary was was pretty good in coverage um you know again they were helped by a a quarterback who was um inaccurate at best uh it'll be a, a little bit tougher task when when the gophers face um A first string quarterback well yes a first string quarterback and you know and and iowa obviously uh you know again we can do all our preview for that coming up but uh they turned around and absolutely smashed the living bejesus out of michigan state today down in iowa city so um you know they they figured something out as well just like minnesota did so it should be two teams that finally had something click uh next week and it'll be interesting to see who can continue to have uh success and who will who will go back to struggling. But um you know if if we get the play of this defense next week, I think we're in pretty good hands. Uh now it's it's going to be showing that you can do it week after week after week again and not falling back into the trap uh, that we saw the first couple of weeks.
0: I completely agree. I would also like to highlight at least for the fourth quarter and perhaps a little bit earlier you saw a lot of James Gordon. Uh, linebacker and i think you'll see more of that rotating in the special teams were all back uh our kicker missed an extra point, so that's two weeks in a row, which ain't great. But the starting punter, the starting kickoff specialist, and the starting place kicker have now returned, so that aspect that was uh, caused by COVID is no longer an issue for the team. And while it's very minor, it did help that Illinois was normally starting from about their own twenty, then their own forty-five, or uh, somewhere in Minnesota territory, and that was really positive. Tanner Morgan, I I, well, also
1: some props to, to go to into that. I don't, I don't think it's my- Minor at all. I think it was huge that Dragon Kessich made his Gopher debut and booted four out of seven kicks out of the end zone. That's yeah. Massive. He, he he
0: played he played excellently. I agree. When I say minor, I was being slightly sarcastic because I do oh. believe that there was a huge difference. At least for the defense, not having to defend short fields all the time was really important. As I say, to give some Tanner Morgan props there. Tanner Morgan also uh, himself is probably the second best punter on this roster which uh, from Little Pooch Kicks. So that was a nice new thing that the Gophers put in, which is good to have in your back pocket if you need it. But definitely having to go longer field and being able to trust when they actually chose to punt it via Mark Crawford, as opposed to pooch kicking it via Tanner Morgan, that the person who you had punting was going to boot the ball quite a far distance was super helpful. So there are definitely things that are going to be cleaned up. It absolutely is Floyd Week, And as a consequence, there is a lot of stuff over the next week to turn their head to. But perhaps like many things in the world right now, I think today is a moment that the University of Minnesota should enjoy and worry about all of the new stuff tomorrow. We hope that you will hang out with us on the blog today and tomorrow and the rest of uh, the year with us at the Daily Gopher. But until then, go Gophers, row the boat, Sky U Ma. Go Gophers, row the boat.